is Truth Talks. Welcome back, everyone, to the Truth Talks podcast. I'm your host, Buddy Boone. Thank you all for tuning in today. With me is the pastor of Bellcroft Bible Church. His name is Pastor Matt White. How you doing today, sir? I am doing great, buddy. Thanks for being here with me. And uh, welcome back into, well, welcome into a new year. Not welcome back. Welcome <laughs> into a new year. This is 2021, and um, you all survived. If you're listening, you survived uh, all the craziness of 2021. And uh, a lot of you did not think you, 2020. See? Yeah. <laughs> see? A lot of you didn't think you were going to make it. <laughs> we so eagerly want to put 2020 behind us, right? Yeah, it, it, some people are poking at the door of 2021 with like a long broom, just making sure that nothing jumps out at them. Uh, but the one thing that has been the uh, overall and and the the overall theme of 2021, and should be the overall theme of 2020, 2020 and 2021. Is that God is sovereign? Yes. Regardless, every you know, year. regardless of what happens, every it, moment, every, every moment. Day. So, God is sovereign, and uh, we will uh, praise Him and look to Him for as our only hope because He is. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have anything else to. Obviously, we don't have anything else to hope in because look what twenty twenty brought us. You know. Yeah. So, and every day has been written. Every moment of every day has already been orchestrated, yep. declared, designed, decreed by God. We don't know what's coming, but He. He not only knows what's coming, but he has written it out, so mm-hmm. we have no fear. Yep. So we're going to start the year off with a mashup again, mm-hmm. and uh, this is basically what we try to do is, is stump Pastor Matt. In. So it's really not a mashup. It's mash the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> mash Matt. <laughs> mash Matt up. That's what it is. Oh, man. So I, I always feel mashed up when we get done these. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's fun. may it's not fun be fun for, for you. I was going to say, it's fun for who? <laughs> I hope it's fun for those listening. Yep. So, all right. So, this is, uh, okay, so this is what happened. The last uh, podcast, spoken podcast we did, uh, we, I, I kind of flipped them. So, we talked about vaccines first, and yeah. then we talked about Christmas. Yeah. But let's back up to the one about ba- vaccines because on Instagram I had a few very, um, very interesting responses. I'm sure you did. My question was vax or no vax. Yeah. And uh, a lot of people said no. Yeah. And not only no, it was an emphatic no. And I'm going to give you some of the responses that we had. Yep. Uh, one person said, I already have autoimmune disease and exposure to radioactive water source as a child. And I'm like, radioactive? That was my question. Yeah. And this was uh, an individual that uh, was near Chernobyl. Okay. And yeah. so, you Chernobyl. know, yeah. And she did not, um, she does not do the vaccine or do vaccines at all. Yep. Another said, not tested enough. Not sure COVID requires a vaccine for people under certain ages. And then she said, don't trust the government. <laughs> well, Matt did say that last time yep. and uh, it said, don't trust the government. Here's another one. God gave my body an immune system. I don't worship science or modern medicine, and I don't believe they can improve on God's design, nor do I trust the scientific and medical communities to have my best interests at heart. They do, after all, kill babies. It's like, mm, that's a very interesting response. Yep. So uh, here's another response, and this has a question. Um, I enjoyed the podcast. I have fairly strong views on the topic and appreciated the balanced view on vaccine choice. 
However, I would have loved to hear Pastor Matt's thoughts on a mandatory vaccine. Mm. What is a biblical response? Should our government require it if it becomes necessary to travel, shop, or conduct business? Is there a case for civil disobedience there? Suppose that in that situation, there were an underground network of doctors willing to forge documentation similar to forged ration cards provided for Jews during World War II. Is this a God-honoring method of resisting, or do we submit to the government in spite of our conscience? Keeping in mind that for many Christians, an anti-vax stance is not just a matter of health concerns, but is partly due to the use of aborted fetal cells in vaccine development. So a couple things. I didn't bring that up in the last podcast just because it was already long enough and and controversial enough, and Mm -hmm. the responses prove it, and it's what I said from the beginning. It's a it's a very controversial issue, one I've had to interact with quite a bit over mm-hmm. the years mm-hmm. as a family pastor, of course. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. You push that button and Pandora's box opens and it goes all kinds of places. And again, part of the issue is there's not a verse in Scripture that speaks directly to vax, no vax, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's principles that we have to discern and pull together and, and, and live according to. And so uh, I would say, going back to the last point made, it is an issue I've already spoken to the elders about, showing you how far ahead I try to be on these things, that one of the issues with the vaccine that no one really is talking about is the aborted uh, tissue cells that have been used. Now, I can tell you, uh, again, the first two vaccines that are already out, Pfizer and Moderna, do not use aborted tissue cells in the making of the vaccine, but they did use it in the testing of the vaccine. Hmm. And so that so you're not ethically fully removed from the issue of that, right? We believe wholeheartedly every avenue of abortion is, is, is evil and wrong, mm-hmm. right? And uh, even if you're going to use aborted tissue for medical science, we would not like that and agree with that. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Um, so that's an issue. That's a moral, ethical issue that the church is going to have to deal with. Um, now, that one, the first two vaccines are the farthest removed from it because they're not using it to create the vaccine, mm-hmm. right? And so you're taking a vaccine that has has not been uh, tainted by uh, using aborted tissue until you go further back to the testing process they did. But the other vaccines that are coming, AstraZeneca and and the and I think Johnson and Johnson, all of those are using aborted tissue cells in the making of the vaccine. So that's going to create a real issue mm-hmm. uh, for uh, those of us who are convicted, biblically speaking, as the Bible teaches that abortion is murder. And so now you've got to wrestle with that. Sadly, I would say ninety percent of Christians won't even give that a thought. Like mm-hmm. it's not on their radar. Mm-hmm. Not not that they're not concerned about that. They're well meaning. I don't mean that at all. They're just they just don't know mm-hmm. that vaccines often are created through that avenue of using aborted tissue cells for various reasons. So uh, the individual brings up a valid point, a point that I think needs to be addressed and needs to be brought out. And even at our elders level, at our elders. Uh, discussions and meetings we've already talked about that and and the elders are prepared to interact with that with our people so that we can help our people think that through and be wise those who are who will take the vaccine to be able to choose one that doesn't come with with all of the ethical uh conundrums attached Mm -hmm. to it and i just think that's that's the right thing and i think we should 
for those who want to take the vaccine, they ought to demand one that doesn't have that because they can do it, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's right for the church to stand up and say, no, we're not going to we're not going to take one that that has been uh, that has gone through the avenue of murder to tr- somehow save life. That's mm-hmm. an utter contradiction, right? right? And uh, so I think it's a really good point, one not brought up enough, but one that. Um, I think is is uh, valid to bring up and uh, and I'm all for, I'm all for you know confronting that issue and thankfully there are those two that don't have that tie to them other than the testing phase and uh, it's interesting again not to get into the 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 uh, the spiral of the science that goes behind it but it's not that they're using aborted tissue from today the tissues that they're using are from the 60s and 70s because they save them and they just keep reproducing it in petri dishes and that's kind of how it works in these labs where they test these things and so it's it's not as simple as as we think right it's not like they were just this baby was aborted last week or whatever and you know fresh tissue came in it that's not how it works Mm -hmm. and so there's a there's a lot to it that has to be thought through and and wrestled with that doesn't remove the ethical uh dilemma or the or the evil of it i'm just saying there's it's not what people are thinking when they hear that they think oh okay so a baby was just killed you know last month last year or whatever and then they divided up parts and of course we've seen that and know that's what happens and it's sick but no i mean this goes all the way back to uh, babies that were aborted in the 60s and 70s and so it's wild it's wild to see how much that evil has permeated science right follow the science follow the science it's like oh my word if people knew how much evil was was in science uh when it comes to these things it would open their eyes to a lot but uh so there's a lot there that people need to educate themselves on and be prepared and the church should do that and of course just by what i'm saying on the podcast shows that we are we are prepared to do that uh, as much as we can as uh, non-scientists who are theological uh we're the community theologian right that's the Mm -hmm. pastor he should be Mm -hmm. the community theologian where speaks truth into the community saying no no be careful Mm -hmm. you're walking a razor's edge here you better think this out wisely and of course most people don't Mm -hmm. they just lift up their sleeve and say poke me and they have no idea what's going in them or or what's happening uh, around them in the development of that so yeah no it's definitely something that needs to be wrestled with and uh, um, without question without any uh, uh, reservation and unashamedly you know I don't want anything to do with with abortion on any level mm-hmm. and uh, so I would be one to refrain from anything that has that in its in its cycle right in its uh, origin in the making of it so to me that's a no-brainer but again that That'll be an issue that that will be a split, no doubt, and there'll be differences of opinion and perspectives on that. But for me as a pastor, it's a no-brainer. It's mm-hmm. really easy, right? And uh, so that one for sure, and then I, didn't, I didn't even bring that up last time because, again, the podcast, the issue was already enough into the weeds, right? right? We needed a break. And, right. and um, I would also say that uh, one of the— Are you going to another subject? Well, I'm going to go to another comment that was made. Well, let me—can I ask you a question yeah. about that, though? Go ahead. Because go ahead, the argument can be made that yeah. since it was, 
you know, from the 60s or 70s, the aborted fetal cells or whatever it was yeah. that's sitting in the Petri dish, yeah. that by this point, it, it's not, it's irrelevant because it's no longer, you know, an actual baby. No, it's just, no. you know, yeah, some it, type of science project that's evolved. Yeah, no no doubt that that could be said, but that would be false, right? We mm-hmm. The truth talks. We're all about mm-hmm. the truth. That that was a human life that was murdered, and mm-hmm. it will always be a human life that was murdered, and mm-hmm. so we we want no parts of that, right? Mm-hmm. We stand for life. We stand for the uh, protection and elevation of the image of God, which is placed on every man, every woman, every child, and uh, so yeah. There's there time does not remove. Uh, does not change the truth, mm-hmm. right? So a long period of time is not going to change the truth of what that what that was, right, and what that is. And so absolutely, it was a human being made in the image of God back then, and and we should see it as that now, mm-hmm. right? And uh, so, um, yeah, so there's there's no loophole there, that's for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, now you were going to kind of go move to one Well, of I was going to say for the individual that brought up the whole uh, mesmerizing, sad reality of being close to Chernobyl and all of that, yeah, I mean, without question, uh, I think I said it last time, uh, vaccines aren't for everybody. Uh, there are health issues. There are things, dilemmas that you got to deal with, right, mm-hmm. that you've got to look at and evaluate. And clearly in a situation like that, there's a lot there that 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 individual needs to consider and be wise and and all of that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that's a no-brainer, too. There is no – there is no – you you pose the question because it's provocative, vax or no vax, but – it's never that simple, right? Right? There's there's a there's a whole uh, there's a whole dilemma that goes into that with side effects and individual uh, makeup and where that person is health wise and what are what are the cause and effect and how is that going to affect me and and in whatever issues I might be dealing with with cancer post cancer immune systems and all of that. Mm-hmm. There's I mean again it's it's not as simple because every time you take a vaccine or any medicine for that. It's that. I mean, it should be that way with all medicines. I am, I am uh, again, clearly not everybody will have this perspective, but I do because it, it's biblical in that God, God, God will, bl- he has and will continue to bless the world with what's known as common grace. Mm-hmm. And we see that throughout scripture. And I believe without reservation that a lot of modern medicine is a blessing of common grace. Right. And I would have a hard time with anybody denying that. I'm mm-hmm. not saying all of medicine is that way because clearly a lot of it is is just tainted with evil on multiple levels, whether it's in the design or in the motive behind it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, opioids, for example, right? Uh, it's hard to see a whole lot of good coming out of the opioids that are starting to realize that that was a disaster from day one, mm-hmm. right? And uh, But... There is so much, you know, penicillin, the aspirin, just the simple medicines that have been developed over time have just been just been a massive blessing on multiple levels. And uh, and uh, and we and we understand that and we believe that and we believe that those were developed not by man, but by God's common grace yeah. in and through man. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I mean, again, you can even see Paul doing that with uh with uh, Timothy, who yeah. had stomach issues, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't tell Timothy, well, grunt it out, you know, mm-hmm. come on, man, be a man, right? He could have, 
He could have said, yeah, we've all got it, you know. And I had uh, a thorn in my, in my, in my yeah, flesh. Yeah, Come on now. Yeah, you know, we all got parasites in our bellies. Come on, right. Timothy, just it'll pass, you know. Right. You know, and he tells him what? You know, hey, that water's got issues. Drink mm-hmm. a little wine for your stomach's sake, yeah. right? And not for not for getting drunk, but for dealing with the, the alcohol and the wine kills the parasites in the water mm-hmm. that is even in the wine and, and it won't mess your stomach up and so I mean, even there, you see, you see uh, Paul utilizing that which was given again by common grace. Grace grapes come from from the Lord, and all of that. And so, there's a principle there that I think is is valid. And uh, again, it's it has to be. It's not universal. You've got to discern. You've got to be wise. You've got to evaluate. You got to look at your life. You got to deal with your convictions that's the other side i said last time i'll say it again this comes down to a matter of personal conviction mm-hmm. right because there's not a verse that says there is a verse that talks about murder so the abortion thing's different mm-hmm. but when it comes to vax and no vax it really is a personal issue of conviction and there has to be grace given and people will see things a little bit differently because of of a myriad of issues with their understanding and and life experience and uh, I think there needs to be grace given there. And uh, and when it comes down to a personal conscience conviction issue, then for that person, then they have to follow that, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if it's biblically driven and derived out of a principle in Scripture. You know, we 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 I would give that to them and say, yeah, I know that's what that's what you need to do. Don't take the vaccine if you're convi- right. yeah. convicted that this is sin. Mm-hmm. I I would want to walk with you through that and say well let's let's spend some time walking through scripture but in immediate i would say yeah don't take it mm-hmm. right don't go against your conscience right now because that would not be helpful so yeah i mean that's that's a no-brainer that's that's reality it's that way with so many things mm-hmm. when you're dealing with the gray area of scripture and most of life is lived in the gray area of scripture mm-hmm. and so this clearly is another one of those another one of those areas so um yeah, yeah. So the the other uh, comment was literally about uh, the doctors that forged ration cards provided for Jews during World War II. Mm-hmm. Um, civil disobedience yes. would be the other one when yep. it's a mandated vaccine. Yeah. So so um, that reality is is uh, or should I say that issue is probably going to become a reality, mm-hmm. whether it's with COVID or something else down the line. Mm-hmm. We know that's coming. We know that's. And here's the side that most people don't even consider. It's already here, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, when it comes to putting your kid in public school and things yeah. like that, you I mean, they already mandated, right? So mm-hmm. this isn't anything new, right, for us, um, you know, and there are loopholes and there are ways to get around it. And, and those uh, who understand that know exactly what I mean when it comes to, you know, getting waivers and different things and things like that. But it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so there's there's so much of that now. And I can see that coming easily. Right. I mean, I have to I have to deal with that. So as a minister of the gospel who does uh, have the pr- have the privilege at times to travel globally and preach and teach and disciple, you know, m- most of the time when I go into a country, I have to get vaccinated for certain things or I'm not allowed in. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've got to you know, when I went to Japan, I had to get the yellow fever shot. And I mean, they check you right there at the gate, man. When you're coming off the plane and you're going in through customs, you got to pull out that card. You got to show it to them, or else you're not getting passed, mm-hmm. right? And that's happened numerous times in different countries. 
that I've flown to and ministered in. And so that's already here, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a side to it that I brought that up last time that I have to deal with that, right. right? Every time I go and bring an elder with me, I mean, that's a discussion we have. And it's like, you know, what are we going to do? Or, you know, how are we going to handle this? Are we not going to go? Or are we going to take it so that we can minister? And every time I always take it so that I can minister the gospel. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those deals where, again, it's like, I trust in the sovereignty of God. I believe I'm not worried about getting, you know, yellow fever or whatever. And I'm just, I want to get into the country. I want to minister. And uh, I trust the Lord's got my life. He's uh, He's going to protect me uh, with or without it. But this is the law there, and I'm not going to try to subvert it and go around it and sneak through, you know, buy it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it because I can, and I do, and I trust the Lord in that. And so I've had to deal with that many times, as as have many others. So it's already here. So to not think it's not going to become part of this at some level um, would just be to put your head in the sand. It's coming. I'm confident of that. I mean, I could even already, already it's already happening in a in a small way. And there's what. I think three major airlines right now because of the new strain of COVID coming out of England that you yeah. can't fly on those planes if you haven't been tested for COVID. I think coming into yeah coming into New the US, York, yeah, I know yeah. Cuomo has done it for yeah. uh, for uh, any Great Britain or London flights. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but that's happening on on airlines. They won't even let you on the plane mm-hmm. where if it, not if you've had the vaccine vaccination, but you haven't been tested and shown to be negative. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be seeing this more and more mm-hmm. uh, coming up. And and again, believers are going to have to wrestle with this. Mm-hmm. Now, where it's helpful. Uh, where the Bible is, I think, again, clear through the principles and illustrations and examples that come up. The person brought up, do we just submit to government? Well, let me just be really, really clear. Romans 13, which is the go-to passage, and First Peter 2 that people often quote, um, that passage teaches unequivocally that we are to uh, submit to the higher authorities placed over us by God. They're there by God's sovereign providence, not by their own choosing, though they would never admit that, most of them, and would never even understand that. But the Bible is clear. God is the ultimate ruler, and he places all rulers and removes all rulers at his bidding according to his timetable. And the command is clear, right? It's unconditional. We are to submit to the government. But those commands, and this is a big but that that hardly ever gets mentioned. So I want to say it now on this mm-hmm. podcast, mm-hmm. having taught this right. you know, here for weeks. It is unconditional, meaning that means you don't submit to that government when they're telling you to do what you want, what you want them to tell you. Right? Mm-hmm. They're telling you to do what you like, what you agree with. Mm-hmm. Right? That's not that's not the command. It doesn't say submit to them when they're worthy of your submission, i.e., they're, they're, they're ruling in a manner that is, that is equal for all, a manner that is, that is good and right and true. Therefore, you'll submit to them. That's not what the command says. As a matter of fact, all the commands to submit in the Bible would be turned on their heads if we put those, those parameters on them. No mm-hmm. wife would ever submit to her husband. Mm-hmm. No congregation would ever submit to the elders, mm-hmm. right? Because what leadership is ever in that realm of perfection and doing everything right? None are. And right. so, therefore, the command is null and void mm-hmm. if we start putting conditions on it. So you got to be really careful with that one. But the other one is, even though the command is, is unconditional, doesn't come with any conditions strapped to it, it is limited in its scope. And that's the side that even... For my era, my generation growing up, hearing sermons on this, which were few and far between, but when they came, no one ever taught this. 
And it really, I think, has had a negative effect on the church because so many have embraced a theology that says we submit to government no matter what. And I would say that is utterly unbiblical and untrue. Mm -hmm. We submit to government as long as government does not does not in any way forbid us from doing what God has commanded us to do or command us to do what God has forbidden us to do. If the government is asking us to do something that's outside of that scope, then I am commanded to submit. But if it's within that scope, that scope meaning the scriptures, Mm -hmm. what God has commanded us to do or what God has forbidden us to do, if the government is going against God in those two areas, then I have the obligation to civilly disobey. Because in civilly disobeying the government, I am obeying God. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the principle that is undeniable is you strive to obey both God and government. But when government is going against God, you always obey God. Mm-hmm. You always obey God first. He is the primary governor. He is the primary creator, the sovereign. You always obey him above all else. And in so doing, then, you then obey the government. And by obeying the government, you're obeying God. It's always by proxy. It's always it's always by going through that avenue, right? So like children, uh, Colossians 3, Ephesians 5, right? Children, obey your parents in everything, for this pleases the Lord, mm-hmm. right? So it's by obeying your parents as a child that you actually are obeying God. So it's so by obeying the government that you're obeying God. But when the government goes against God, you never obey the government. You mm-hmm. always obey God. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the principle that that you cannot remove the universal, undeniable facts of Scripture that you cannot remove uh, when you interpret Romans 13 and 1 Peter 2. And of course, that comes out of Acts 4, Acts 5, that comes out of Daniel 1, Daniel what, Daniel 4, Daniel 7, those passages, Daniel 6, those passages, uh, Exodus 2, those passages in Scripture where we watch uh, God's people, right, disobeying government because they're obeying God. And we see that a myriad of, of times in a myriad of ways. And uh, we see it with the apostles and, and with uh, many throughout scriptures. And that's our calling as well. And uh, now the question that was brought up about the, <laughs> the uh, uh, underground doctors and forging documents and all of that, um, again, I understand that throughout history that has happened in different ways and at different times. And I would say that uh, that does not line up with Scripture. So when you study Scripture, there is a way to disobey government, and you watch the way in which these these uh, godly men and women did that, right? They didn't really do it underground. No, 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 yeah. no. And so uh, deception is always deception, right? Mm-hmm. And deceit is always deceit. And in any context, and uh, and uh, these things are not easy to. Uh, this is a gauntlet, not easy to run, but it is it is reality. Mm-hmm. And lying is lying, no matter no matter how you dress it up, right? And so, if you're going to civilly disobey the government, which I believe we will be called to do that more and more as Christians, there is a way to do it in a God honoring way. And this is again the side of the coin that doesn't get talked about enough. If you're going to do that because you have to do it, there is a way to do it. I've said this many times. You can do the right thing in the wrong way, and you get the wrong results, right? And so you want to do the right thing, but you want to do it in the right way, 
meaning you you want to have the right attitude. You want to have the right motivation for whatever it is that you're doing. It's not enough. And, of course, the Bible shows us it's not enough to offer to God the sacrifices. Mm-hmm. It's not enough to, to bring God all that he says if you don't bring it with the right heart, the right attitude, and the right motive. Yeah. Right? God says it's worthless. Isaiah 1 makes that clear. Uh, Israel brought, God, brought to God everything that he demanded. They brought the best. They were bringing the bulls and the goats, the highest of the sacrifices. And God calls them what? A stench in his nostrils. Mm. Get them out of my hand. Why? Because as they're doing that, they've got blood on their hands. Mm. They're a bunch of uh, people that are marked by injustice. They're walking over the fatherless and the widows to offer their sacrifices rather than caring for them. And they're doing it with, with wicked hearts. And uh, so so you have to be careful uh, by... Uh, falling into the trap of pragmatism mm-hmm. which is the end justifies the means mm-hmm. right it's like well well you know i'm not going to do that so therefore to enable me not to do that i then have the avenue to do all this other stuff that's not right i and, get i get what you're no, wait, saying i'm not I'm go not, ahead i'm not I, done I, I, i'm so, gonna put a bookmark so you have to be really really uh careful that you don't fall into evangelical contemporary pragmatism Mm -hmm. in somehow trying to fulfill your convictions or even fulfill scripture. So what does that mean? That means in scripture, when you study this out, here's what you find. Whenever you see civil disobedience, right, which isn't a ton, it's in the scriptures and we see it and we're thankful that we can see it, but it's not like it comes up all the time. What you see is they obeyed, mm-hmm. right? That's the that's the norm. That's the the common response. Even though they didn't agree, even though they didn't like, even though they wouldn't have have done the same thing if they were in the position, they did it anyway, right? And of course, even Christ and paying the taxes and all of that, right? You can see, and the tax system in Christ's day was the most wicked, <laughs> unjust, in unjust. Yeah manipulated system of wickedness Mm -hmm. and yet christ pays the taxes and do not listen let me let me just step on a few toes here and just show how this works and do not miss it where do you think all that tax money went that they paid where did that go it went to all kinds of wickedness Mm -hmm. right so saying well i can't i'm not going to pay my taxes because it goes it 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 helps pay abortion i get the dilemma there Mm -hmm. but when you study scripture and you see where their tax money went and they're still paying it. You 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 got to be honest here. So there's a there's a lot there. Now, when it comes to civilly disobeying the government, there is a way to do it in a God honoring way. Mm-hmm. Number one, it goes through the system of appeal. You appeal to the government. You appeal to them. You you reach out to them. You share your 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 issues. Listen, I can't do this for this is the reason. This is the, I'm, I ask you to to change. I ask you to change your 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 plan, your your uh, uh, law, so that it's not as egregious or it's not as demanding. Give us a loophole for X, Y, Z, and of course, your appeal doesn't work. So what do you do then? Then you confront, right? And you go after them, and you and you say, listen. I appealed to you, but you won't change. Now I'm confronting you because based upon God's word, based upon X, Y, Z, what you're doing is not right, and we're asking you to change, and we're telling you we can't do that. And then what's you confront, they don't change. Well, then then you defy. Mm-hmm. Then you you lay it out, and you say, look, I'm not, I can't do this. 
I've appealed, I confronted, and I'm telling you, I cannot and I will not do this. Yep. And that is that is the that is the moment of disobedience. But notice, you're not doing it behind a curtain. You're not doing it under closed wraps. You're not trying to sneak around and do it. You're standing up for truth, and that's that's what's important about that. You're standing up and saying, "No, we're not going to do this. This is wrong." You're mm-hmm. defending it, and you're saying this is exactly what what the apostles did when they said, "Hey, you can't preach in Christ anymore." And they're like, "Well, whether it's right for us to obey God rather than man, you decide." But we're telling you, we can't help but speak of what we have seen and heard. Mm-hmm. We're going to do it, no matter what you say. Mm-hmm. And so you see these principles coming out. You see it in Daniel and how he right with. Uh, uh, Ashpenaz, when Ashpenaz came and told him, "Hey, you've got to eat this food now. We're going to indoctrinate you." And what mm-hmm. did what did Daniel do? Right? He's like, "Wait a minute. Let's, let's yeah, talk a little yeah, bit let's, first. Hey, hey, here's some money. Slide <laughs> me some food under the table. Forge a document. Tell them I've been eating it. Right. But they won't know that we're eating the other food, and you'll be blessed because we'll be the best guys. Mm-hmm. No, he appeals to him and says, "Hey, let's try this a different way. Right. Here's a here's another way. In that appeal, you give another option. Mm-hmm. Hey, couldn't we do it this way? Wouldn't this benefit?" everybody mm-hmm. and and what did Ashpenaz do all right let's do it yeah. and it worked right yeah. and god bless mm-hmm. so you can see multiple ways in which this is fleshed out in scripture mm-hmm. but the side that i think often is is not understood is is after you appeal after you uh um confront after you defy um then you then you accept you accept whatever the ruling is whatever mm-hmm. the you know whatever the ramifications are going to be Mm-hmm. Right. And generally they're going to be negative and you accept them as of as from the Lord. That doesn't mean you can't litigate. You can't. Of course, they're in our country in particular. We have blessed options. Right. Constitutionally to to fight legally through through the through the law system, which is a blessing. And so I'm not saying you don't go that route, but there is that reality where the government's going to do its job in the sense of it's going to push its weight around and there has to be a sense in which sooner or later there's going to be from the courts, whether it even goes all the way up to the Supreme Court, there's going to be a ruling and you're going to have to accept that ruling, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's part of how you do that. doesn't mean you're going to stop obeying God because you can't. But whatever the ramifications of that would be, i.e., they're going to throw you in jail. Right. If you keep meeting as a church. And it goes through the system. You've appealed, you've confronted, you defied, and now it's gone through the system. And they come out, you're wrong, and they're going to cut your head off for it. Well, then your head gets cut off for it. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that crassly. That's the historical reality of the martyrs down through the history of time, right? Mm-hmm. Stephen doesn't stop preaching when the people pulling their hair out say, stop preaching. He keeps preaching, and they're picking up rocks. He's still going, mm-hmm. right? And, of course, every martyr uh, has that same reality and of course especially throughout history we see that and they walk up to the guillotine they walk to the fire stakes i mean they're accepting it they're accepting it and uh, they've done all they can do they've appealed they've confronted oftentimes their families their wives their children their churches are appealing confronting while their loved ones are in jail right they've done that i mean john bunyan that's where pilgrim's progress came out of (laughs) he's in jail and people are appealing and trying and eventually there comes a point where this is it. This is God's will. This is this is the acceptance. And uh, so that's the process. Um, I would encourage our listeners to Google uh, Vody Bauckham. Um, he did a number of sermons years ago on government. There's about three or four in a row. And um, does a really good job of lining this out mm-hmm. and explaining it and working through, I think, if I remember correctly, 
It was a sermon series that he did working through Romans 13, and he just went slowly through it. And, mm-hmm. and this same reality, which comes out of Scripture, um, he articulates uh, in that sermon with greater detail, and that might be a good resource for people that would be helpful for them to think it through. But that, again, is that's how we, that's how we should deal with these issues. And, and so uh, that doesn't answer all the questions, and that doesn't deal with all the dilemmas. Yeah. But... Um, it is it is a it is a reality that uh, I think um, uh, when it comes to uh, now that doesn't deny the fact of of as you do that it may very well mean that you've got to now meet underground right as mm-hmm. a church right if the government says we're gonna meet right we're gonna meet we're gonna we're gonna worship we're gonna evangelize right and you've done everything especially in a country like ours where we have that freedom and it and it's taken away which very likely could happen. Well, then it may be that, all right, now we've got to meet underground. We've tried, mm-hmm. but we're going to meet, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're not going to be, uh, we, you know, we're, we're going to be as harmless as doves and wise as serpents. Mm-hmm. And we know, you know, that this is going to demand, uh, uh, this is going to bring about arrest and, and martyrdom. So we're going to meet in the woods, right? Yeah. We're going to meet underground. We're going to meet in the barns. That's, again, history is so helpful in the church. Early church did this. And so, of course, we still see that around the world today, uh, churches have to do that. They have to defy government at that level. Now, that's them. That's not them uh, forging documents, right, and putting things out. That's just them obeying God in a wise way, knowing that, yeah, we're going against the government, and this is what we're going to do and uh, because we have to obey God uh, rather than man. And, th- and you even see that with Daniel when, when uh, Darius— puts out that ridiculous decree where he can't pray, right? He already knows that there's no appeal, right? So sometimes this process gets cut really short. He already knows in the law of the Medes and Persians, once the law was written, it cannot be revoked. Mm -hmm. So for him to appeal would have been worthless. Mm -hmm. He already knows then for him to confront would have been worthless. So what does he do? He just immediately defies. But he doesn't go right up to the face of the of the of the king and say this is what i'm doing he just quietly goes to his house and he Mm -hmm. prays Mm -hmm. and he prays and he of course he got what he got he got thrown in the lion's den and he accepted it he went to the lion's den and and of course we we know what happened out of that and so there's a side to this where depending on the government and where you're at it may mean that it's expedited and it goes right to to defy and then you do that in in a wise way and you're meeting underground or you're just doing what you're doing and of course, history shows us that, mm-hmm. but that, um, but again, you want to do it in a God honoring way. Well, I want to first plug the YouTube uh, uh, link for, and I'll put it in the description. But he has talked about this, especially the four steps, uh, and these are following uh, you always praying for the government, always showing honor, and respect, always uh, rightly, always. Pray, I don't know what I wrote just there. Well, I'm trying to go off of my. What was the last one that you had said? Do you remember? I I can't I can't rightly before governing authorities. It says rightly before like rightly before governing authorities. Yeah. So you always the point is in scripture when you study this out, and this it doesn't get taught enough. Mm-hmm. Before you could ever rightfully defy and disobey a government in a God honoring way, you need to really come to an, a biblical conviction and understanding of mm-hmm. the blessing of government, all governments. Yes. Right? Because scripture shows this, declares this emphatically. Even the evil governments of the world are, are a gift of common grace to temporally restrain evil. And we understand that 
from Scripture. Sadly, we don't understand that because of our lack of understanding of Scripture, but Scripture is clear. And, and I've, I've said most people are not equipped to disobey government in a God-honoring way because they've never come to the understanding of the blessing of government. Mm-hmm. They've always, government is evil, it's wicked, it's negative, it's blah, 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 which many of those things are true, but they remove God from the point of government right. that he's sovereign and it's a blessing and it, and, it, and it does work so many good things in our lives in ways we can't even see and understand. Point being, take government away and you have anarchy. That is the worst form of, of of existence is existing in anarchy it brings complete disaster and degradation on mm-hmm. every level and nobody wants that and that's what happens when all government is removed and god knows that and that's where genesis 9 comes in and so you have to have a biblical understanding of the blessing of government and and what it does despite it, all of its problems especially with being filled with unregenerate men and wicked, evil people. Mm-hmm. But before you can defy government, you have to understand the blessing of the common grace that government brings. And so, um, yeah, so that's why in the study that we did, we spent, I don't know, 10 weeks looking at the, what the Bible says about government from a biblical God-honoring standpoint before we ever got to defying government, because that's the right way to right. S- understand it. And I wanted to make sure that that, get, that point got yeah, brought no, up I appreciate because you of the fact it. that, like, yeah. you know, because a lot of people like to jump to, oh, let's defy it. We are, we are, we are, default. <laughs> our default mode is defy. Right. When and, our default mode should be, our, uh, and scripture is clear, mm-hmm. should be to submit, mm-hmm. to support, mm-hmm. to pray, mm-hmm. to encourage to help, mm-hmm. right? That's what the Bible shows, right? right. That we should be we should be encouraging, helping, praying, uh, trying to live peaceable, quiet lives, and praying mm-hmm. for our government on every level as we're commanded to. But that those passages never get talked about. Mm-hmm. But everybody wants to herald, you know, down with the king and up with Jesus or whatever. And uh, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, read your Bible and be really careful when that time comes to defy, and it will come. When that comes, there's a way to do it, and it's not as it's not as uh, uh, aggressive as as the modern church, right? The modern Christian wants to think we should be very humble and broken about it. Well, here's the thing: I do have a question about yep. the defy part. Go ahead, but I want to go and I want to make sure that we stay within time. So we're yep. going to come back and talk about that next time here on the Truth Talks podcast. Yes, I like to leave you on cliffhangers. So now you have to come back next week and see exactly what that's all about, what that question is. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we appreciate you all going and leaving a review uh, on uh, your favorite uh, podcast uh, platform. Uh, please give us a comment or a question. Uh, you can do that at the Truth Talks podcast at gmail.com. You can also go on our Instagram at the Truth Talks Podcast, our Twitter uh, at the Truth Talks P1, and also you can leave us a uh, voicemail message at uh, 61288Truth. Thank you all for tuning in today, and now here is the Gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the Gospel of Jesus Christ. The biblical gospel starts with God. Out of nothing, God made everything, including you and me, to bring himself much pleasure. His purpose for us as humanity was to love, obey, and enjoy him perfectly. Instead of this, man has sinned against our loving creator and acted in rebellion. Since God is good and just, he must punish sin that deserves eternal conscious punishment under God's wrath in hell. But God, being merciful, loving, and gracious, had a plan to punish sin, and so be a just judge, 
and yet forgive sinners and so display mercy by sending his own son, Jesus Christ, the co-equal and co-eternal son of God to take on human flesh, fulfilling his perfect requirements in the place of sinners, loving, obeying, and enjoying him perfectly. Furthermore, Jesus bore the full wrath of God upon the cross and he satisfied the eternal anger of God standing in a place of sinners, though he was himself perfectly sinless. God showed his acceptance of Christ's sacrifice by raising Jesus from the dead after three days in the grave. Now Jesus commands everyone everywhere to repent, turn from their sin and believe, trust in him. This is the glorious transaction. God then charges Christ's perfection to the sinner and no longer views him as an enemy, but instead an adopted son and daughters covered in the perfect righteousness of his son. We can now have peace with God and have eternal life with him forever. It's true for every person in every culture, in every place, in every language through all time. So our response to this good news is repentance and faith. Dear hearer, behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Turn from your sins. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and this day be reconciled to God. Thanks for tuning in to this. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment. If you have a question, please send them to the Truth Talks Podcast at gmail.com. Visit our Instagram and Twitter at the Truth Talks Podcast and visit our website at bellcroftbiblechurch.org. Delighting in the word that we might walk in the truth. A ministry of Bellcroft Bible Church.